Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. All right, then we are back here on Turf Show Times, the Instant Reaction podcast. And unfortunately, for the second time in less than a week, we have a instant reaction to a Rams game that feels uh, the opposite of what we want to feel. That especially being the case when the Rams coming off of a Super Bowl last year had all of the hype and accoutrement and celebrations of a Super Bowl offense with a Super Bowl winning quarterback and a Super Bowl winning offensive line. But that has not been the case so far this season as the Rams fall 22 10 to the Cowboys and Dallas can lose their starting quarterback in week one and win four straight games whereas the Rams have not been able to overcome their injuries. And here we are at two and three for the Rams. I'm with Chris Daniel, as always. I'm Kenneth Arthur. And Chris, you know, you were talking and we were talking a minute ago about the differences between losing to the 49ers, losing to the Cowboys. Can you just repeat like your assessment here, what you expect from the Rams and how maybe this one felt like it was more expected? Right. So, I mean, with the with the 49ers, that was a game where, at least for me, going into it, I wasn't sure who the Rams were, who the 2022 Rams were. Um, but now, after that particular game, it became kind of clear. All right, two and two. But within those two and two, we have two wins against the Cardinals and the Falcons, which, I mean should be expected, right? But then we have two beatdowns to good teams, two teams that are expected to probably make the playoffs at the least. And they put up a combined, the Bills and the 49ers, that's a 55 to 19 point spread. So we are getting beat up by a good team. Coming yeah. into this Dallas game, I recognize the Dallas Cowboys as a good team especially with their defense, once again, their defensive front going up against our banged-up O-line, it was just a match made in hell today. So I kind of expected this one. Yeah, you know, I'm hearing, you know, I'm seeing stuff on Twitter about, uh, well, the Rams' defense only did X, Y, and Z. And I, Chris, what do you think about this? Because I just feel like, the Cowboys offense with Cooper Rush and no, you know, it has to be one of the least talented offenses in the NFL, 
when they when you're taking out Tyron Smith, when you're taking out Dak Prescott, when they've traded Amari Cooper and there's no real replacement there, you know, no Dalton Schultz. It's like such a different Dalton Schultz really just had nothing today. So uh, that's why I felt like he wasn't in the game either. But, you know, to me, uh, yeah, just take any positives away from this is that you can, but it doesn't make me feel more comfortable that the Rams are going to be able to compete with the teams that they need to compete with in the future as the schedule still has Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, there, there are still matchups ahead that are going to be much harder than Cooper Rush. What were your thoughts about the defense? Well, the defense, I mean, they held Cooper Rush to 102 yards passing, right? Ezekiel Elliott had 78 yards on the ground on 22 carries. Tony Pollard had 86 yards on the ground, eight carries, that 157-yard uh, touchdown run. I mean, the defense didn't play well, but – and I, I expected the uh, the Rams defense to stop the run a bit better than this as they were doing pretty well against the run uh, outside of the 49ers game. It, it, I, don't put the, I don't put the fault on the defense here. You don't put um, the fault on the defense, but I, I would feel like – if the Rams wanted to be in a position to say repeat as Super Bowl champions, you know, these are games where it's like, I'm just saying that sure. It's not that the problem is the defense. It's just, I'm not giving out prizes to the defense either. It's like, Oh no, 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 no. You know, no turnovers for us, which, Hey, it's hard to get a turnover, but these, this was a game that they needed it. No, yeah, yeah, I'm not – yeah, there are no moral victories here um, uh-huh. at all. Um, at the end of the day, it's, you would have liked to see defense make another play or two because we've, we've kind of, especially on this podcast, we've kind of agreed that the defense is going to have to lead the way uh, for the 2022 yeah. Rams. It, it's not going to be an offensive explosion um, going on this season. It's got to be on the defense, uh, fairly or unfairly. And we haven't figured out a way to – we haven't figured out a way to to get that done. And in fairness, we haven't – our offense hasn't put our defense in, in manageable and favorable positions, you know? We, no, not at all. It, it's, it's, it's a team failure. It's offensively. It's defensively, it's special teams with another block punt. I mean, uh, it's all the way around. Every phase, there's an issue in every phase. And this is kind of what it appears it's going to be for the season. Uh, there's, it's still early. It's still time to improve these things. But at the same time, we have five games of evidence. Let's not ignore what we're seeing out here. Yeah, this is, um, you know... Four out of five games, I think, are are not good. You know, it's uh, it's it's really that one against the Falcons that wasn't even, you know, it turned out to be close. You know, it wasn't even the blowout that it looked like it was going to be. So, you know, I think like also it's just kind of like because they're the Cowboys, because they won the division last year, I think people go, people might go, oh, well, the Cowboys are four and one. The Cowboys are back. It's like. To me, this is no different than if the Rams had lost to the Giants. You know, the Giants are four and one, but nobody really buys it. And I don't really buy the Cowboys at four and one either. So looking at the totality of, you know, 
okay, the Rams got blown out by the Bills. The Rams did not look good against the 49ers. You know, the Rams uh, 20 to 12 against the Cardinals, you know, it's like that was more of a, a win there for the defense, you know, and, and, and then the 31 points against the Falcons all comes like in a short amount of time. And, and that get, they were able to get back into that game. And, you know, it's like this game coming up against the Carolina Panthers, you know, setting aside must win. It's more like can't lose, you know, this is a can't lose game. You can't be two and three and then host the Carolina Panthers and Baker Mayfield and come away with a loss going into the bye week at a, the Rams are two and four and they lost to the Panthers, you know? So it's like that to me, it sort of just emphasizes that point that these are the games that the Rams need to win. If they're going to sneak into the playoffs or not, you know, or get into the playoffs uh, with a second half schedule that includes, you know, so many more tough, tough uh, opponents coming up, you know, this isn't even the most difficult stretch of their season. I think um, I want to pick you back off of that real quick. Yeah. We're talking about the second half of the season. Our, after the bye, I'm just going to throw this out there, right? We got the Panthers, then we got the bye week. After the bye, 49ers, Buccaneers, Cardinals, Saints, Chiefs, Seahawks, Raiders, Packers, Broncos, Chargers, Seahawks. Yeah. The, the only team on there that I'm like, okay, we should definitely get it. Cardinals. We should at least split with the Seahawks, but they're playing some decent ball right now. And and the Raiders. But SoFi Stadium is going to be decked out in black and silver uh on that particular night. So what do you think? What do you think about the slogan? Because I was thinking about this during the game, right? The slogan is whose house our house, right? Whose house Rams house, right? <laughs> and that just doesn't seem to ring true anymore. It's it's at best whose house ah it's home and away team house. Yeah, doesn't feel like there. It definitely feels like I don't know that there's another team in the NFL that uh, doesn't really have a home field. I, I wonder about the Raiders. I don't know if that's a conversation with the Raiders, um, but. By all accounts, there was definitely not – there was definitely, like, it seemed like a stronger Cowboys contingent, which that's not surprising right? Um, at all. It's one of the it's one of the downsides of any team moving to Los Angeles is that, you know, it is coming to a, a city that is by and large made up of people from other places. So, you know, it's not like there's a lot of free agent fans in L.A. It's going to take, you know, maybe a decade for – there to be any sort of t- turning of the tide, you know, maybe, and it's kind of like just such an unusual situation. Uh, we know that maybe some of the past attempts to come to LA haven't worked out, but I think that it is kind of, you know, the, it's kind of like uh, a lot of games are away games, you know, more so than the other team. And, and but at the same time, uh, the Rams did win the Super Bowl last year. So, uh, I, I can't imagine that they had more fans last year than they have this year, right? No, nah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I mean, 
I'd agree with that. It's, it can't be possible, right? You, you don't jump on, not saying that everyone jumped on the bandwagon. That's not what I'm saying. But you don't jump on the bandwagon and then immediately jump off. Now there will be people to jump off for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I'm concerned about that uh, going forward. But yeah, we have to, just like you said about the Panthers, it's a can't lose. We cannot lose that game. Um, otherwise, you don't hang up the season in October. I don't think you ever do that. But if yeah. you if you drop to two and four next week with the Panthers and have the 49ers after that, Buccaneers after that, hey, look, we, we have to win this Panthers game. And it's kind of similar to after after the Bills lost, we were saying. Hey, not only do the Falcons uh, do the Rams need to beat the Falcons, they need to put up a big number against the Falcons. Not only do the Rams need to beat the Panthers, they need to put up a big number against the Panthers. And I'm kind of concerned as to where that big number is going to come from. Yeah, because uh, that was a big number that the Panthers gave up um, on Sunday, uh, 37 points that they gave up to the 49ers in a loss, 37-15. Panthers drop to one and four Panthers come into the week 32nd in yards. Um, I I would imagine that's not going to change. And I've also seen that uh, Baker Mayfield was walking with a boot uh, after the game. So uh, it looks like PJ Walker came into that one and maybe the Panthers would be starting PJ Walker next week because Sam Darnold and uh, Matt Corral, their rookie uh, are both injured. So it would appear that maybe Panthers are starting PJ Walker, which whether it was Baker Mayfield or PJ Walker, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter to me. I know Baker, Baker Mayfield is a much bigger name, but the, the both you know seem to me like these are two of the. This would be one of the lower ranked quarterbacks in the NFL. So for the for the Rams to say, hey, this is the Rams won the Super Bowl, Stafford Cup, Donald Wagner, Ramsey. McVay, you know, you got to have that swagger to say, okay, the 49ers won 37 to 15. The Rams want to win 40 to three. You know, it's like, otherwise, yeah, what are we really talking about? You know, if it's a 20 to 19 Rams win, you know, it's a very important for the standings. But does that feel like a team that's going to be turning around their offense when they face that schedule that you just, you know, ran through? It seems uh, hard to do. You know, last season you did a lot of uh, assessments of the offensive line. Uh, what are your assessments of the offensive line so far this season, and especially today? Bad. <laughs> and it's terrible. Synonyms like that. Um, yeah. I mean, they are decimated in the interior of their offensive line. It's just decimated. It looks like Edwards went down again, hopefully not a concussion, but he was holding his head. Um, and then we do need to address, you know, Joe Noteboom stepping in for Andrew Whitworth. It's just been a drop-off there. I mean, an expected drop-off. I don't think anyone step, thought that he was immediately going to be Andrew Whitworth out there. Um, but there's no, there's no metric that the where the Rams offensive line is performing to their levels last year. So we've regressed offensive line at the offensive line. 
we've regressed at the receiving core. We've regressed in terms of production at running back. I mean, where what are we? I don't understand what Sean McVay is going to be able to do to fix this. Odell's not coming back. I don't even want to see it anymore. I don't want to hear it anymore. Odell's not coming back. If I'm Odell, I'm not coming back. If, if you're Odell, are you coming back? Not really. You know, it's like, well, his his goal, I think, has got to be where somewhere that, you know, I can showcase myself just like it was with the Rams. He saw right. a team that was like, got to make the playoffs, going to throw the ball a lot, uh, going to throw the ball downfield. And he was able to, you know, the Odell Beckham Jr. that couldn't get traded at midseason last year. Now everybody's talking about him again. So he's not going to give that up by going to a team that, yeah, is in shambles, you know, especially, you know, that offensive line and that passing offense. It's not that, you know, we need to place blame on Stafford. It's just there is no Matthew Stafford, you know, uh, like Patrick Mahomes creating creating the win on his own. You know, it's, it's not exactly – uh, like Lamar Jackson, hey, if the offensive line breaks down, I'm going to run for 40 yards. You know, we see him get sacked five, six, seven times. You know, we see him uh, get be under pressure, duress, and, and make mistakes. You know, he threw that interception at the end of the game, which he had no chance. He had no chance on as soon as the ball was snapped. You know, uh, AJ Jackson had completely whiffed. And it was like he had no chance, but that doesn't mean he throws, he should throw an interception, which was over the head uh, of his intended receiver by a good six yards or whatever. So it's uh, those are the types of plays that Stafford cannot have. Uh, the offensive plan, whatever it is, whether it's, oh, Allen Robinson can't get open, Matthew Stafford isn't seeing Allen Robinson, Allen Robinson, uh, I don't know, whatever words you want to put around Allen Robinson. He has three catches for 12 yards today on five targets. So they try to get him the ball and it, you know, that is what 24 yards on like 12 targets over the last two weeks. It's, it's really, um, it's just, it's just mind boggling. I can't really even think about how poorly the off season reconstruction plan of the offense has gone. So no, I wouldn't imagine that this is where Odell Beckham Jr. wants to go. Um we if, he, see, if he does, uh, if he does, the price tag has gone up considerably over the last two games. And the Rams don't have any money. So, you know, it's like, <laughs> or at least considering like somebody else could go out there. I don't know what Odell is gonna actually um get at that point. There certainly may be a team that yeah offers him twice as much as another team for over the one year contract that he's going to get, maybe something like that. But the Rams definitely need to be, you know, three and three going into the buy for starters. And then they need to figure out a way with the, the extra week off to be able to compete with the 49ers in week eight, you know, and then week eight is the uh, last game before the trade deadline so the Rams really just have two more games. And if they're going to make a move like they make moves every other year, you know, they've got three weeks and two games to figure out what that move is going to be. And they also have to assess how good they are. You know, All those moves that they made were, hey, we're good. We need to be great. Well, do you sacrifice anything of note if the Rams are three and five at that point? You know, uh, is is that really 
something that uh, is going to be worth sacrificing if, if the Rams are three and four or, or two and five or, you know, even like it's just so hard to uh, to say at this point because I don't know. It just feels like there aren't going to be the answers at midseason like there were last year and anything involving like picking up an on interior offensive lineman. Good luck. You know, yeah. no team that has a guard is going to give up a good guard at this point in the year. What are you crazy? Right. Um, so this is it. Uh, and yeah, David Edwards, we don't know his status. It definitely seems like given the, you know, given the severity of the Tua Tonga Veoa situation, given the severity of uh, concussions and, and the, the look of the league, David Edwards just came out of the concussion protocol. Didn't look great when he got hurt today. Doesn't look great if the Rams put him out there next week, you know, right. it's just not going to probably line up, especially with the bye week in week seven, where you can say, give this guy an extra two weeks to right. get ready for the next game. So uh, you would think, yeah, I mean, what's, what's he going to be? And the, and by the way, Chris, Carolina, if they have any strength, it's their defense. Right. Yeah. So, it's the, uh... Hey man, do we do we can we get a can we swap a schedule out? And maybe get some of these teams with uh with uh with first of all less elite quarterbacks because not that Cooper Rush fits that category, but we've got some coming up on the schedule, and then we keep running into teams where just like you said, the Panthers' strength would be their defense, like the 49ers' defense, the Cowboys, their strength defense. I mean, we yeah. keep running into these teams that keep putting the Bills. I mean, their strength is everything, right? Um, but their defense is formidable as well. It's any team that we have on our schedule with a solid defense, a good defense at this point, how we're looking, is going to give us some trouble. I know people are probably going to say, hey, we've had uh, the Buccaneers and Tom Brady's number. To that, I would kind of say we've had Bruce Arians' number, going back to when he was coaching with the Cardinals. We have Rosarian's number. Tom Brady kind of fell into that, you know. Um, that's going to be a different game. Uh, and the Buccaneers' defense, you can forget about running the ball against them, so we're going to have to throw the ball 40, 50 times. And do we really want to do that against that defensive front? Uh, it, I mean, looking but, at the uh, offensive line, you know, because you're saying it's, it's like – there's questions at left tackle. There's questions all over the interior. And then it's just like, how much more pressure does that put on the one guy, Rob Amenstein, that's experienced, you know? Uh, so yeah, looking at, you know, that just coming off of Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence, then you go into Brian Burns in week six. And then in week eight, you get the 49ers again. And then in week nine, you got Vita Villa going up against, you know, the interior of that line. Week 10, J.J. Watt and the Cardinals. And I know, you know, the Cardinals probably one of the worst uh, pass rushers, uh, pass rushing teams on the schedule left. But still, I saw J.J. Watt looking a lot more like classic J.J. Watt today. Uh, then you've got Cam Jordan and the Saints in week 11. You've got Chris Jones on the Chiefs in week 12. Um, it's just going to keep on putting, adding more and more pressure uh, to, to some of these defenses uh and the offensive line matchups for these defensive lines because i really think that that is going to be the biggest problem you know probably facing the rams is just 
can they score points? You know, and that's that's like that's the thing. You know, if the if the the Rams defense is going to keep the other teams to under twenty four points, then I think the Rams should win. You know, that was the Rams that we saw last season. So that's not like that's not a crazy bar. You know, the 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 defense is probably holding up their end of the bargain as much as possible, but the offensive line and uh, what Matthew Stafford is able to do without as many weapons and talented players around him is going to determine how far this team goes. What were your thoughts about, you know, we saw the two, two Atwell's first catch. Uh, hey, as far as I know, he's got more yards uh, than Allen Robinson. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so what were your thoughts there on the other players? <laughs> Oh, that was a low blow. Yeah, he uh, in one catch. Uh, I was excited. Yeah. I was excited to see that. That was nice to see. Um, I also like the fact that it didn't happen on their first attempt. It went on their second attempt beat to him. So they came back to him. I was expecting to see another shot because that, that's going to help out. Like, if we can have 2-2 run deep and now we actually have evidence that we can have success at least once a game throwing that deep ball to them. Like, let's get that going. That's going to open up the, uh, the, the, the opposing defense a little bit. Now you have to respect it. Now you have to have more people back in coverage, get some of these guys out of the box. Maybe that can help the run game get going. Run game, I think, only had 38 yards today. Um, maybe even get you two on a jet sweep here and there. That would be nice. Start. You have to start doing things to 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 counteract some of this pressure you're getting from opposing defenses. Let's get a screen here and there. You know, Tutu Atwell did his job today. He was the second leading receiver on the team in terms yeah. of yardage. Yeah, I mean, he he came up with those are the plays that we've expected. Just. Haven't seen any or hardly right. even any attempts at them. So, you know, it, it it seems like almost too, it was like, yeah, the Rams felt really good about that one play. And then we're like, let's take our shot at it now, you know, just to get something. I mean, it almost seems like, yeah, like to a, to a degree, like, I don't want to use the word panic, but it just seems like to a degree, like we need something. Let's put out that 2-2 Atwell play now and see if we can get something going. Almost as if it was like, we're going to have a really hard time scoring today against the Cowboys, and that was the case. And, yeah, you're going up against Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, we saw Trayvon Diggs on the, on the wrong end of a couple of long plays, including that 2-2 Atwell play, including a 75-yard touchdown by Cooper Cup. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, there just was this just wasn't a passing game for either team. And so uh, it really – came down to some of those mistakes, three turnovers, no turnovers forced. Um, you're never going to win those games. And it's just kind of coming off the back of, you know, this other loss to the 49ers doesn't make it look as good knowing that there was the 31 to 10 game against the bills, you know, to any team that loses the, you know, three of their first five games by 12 points or more, you know, it's like kind of, that's kind of maybe the uh, most disheartening part about it is like, it's not like the Rams are a sliver from four and one, you know, this is a very much a earned two and three mm -hmm. record. So, yeah. So, you know, what is your, if I could put you on the spot, maybe like we've seen five games, 
What is maybe your gut instinct for the Rams final record? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I can go first, you know, if that. I mean, let, let me let let let's take a look at the schedule here. Um, I just, <laughs> Kenneth, it's 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 <laughs> oh my goodness, maybe. Oh, I don't want to say seven and ten. I don't want to say seven and ten. But it's looking like seven and ten. You think, yeah, it's, I think eight and nine, nine and eight is definitely probably looking like the ceiling. Um, That's definitely the ceiling for sure. Here, I mean, here we are at two, right? So let's say the Panther, you know, we don't have to count them, you know, but, you know, the Rams do have games left against, as he's was repeating it, but there's Rams games against the Panthers, the mm-hmm. Cardinals, the Saints, the Raiders, two games against the Seahawks. You know, the Broncos, most people would probably pay, place those teams in more of the competitive team, you know, competitive games, you know, again, as opposed to like really uh, the danger zone. But then you got to go at Tampa Bay. You got to play the 49ers again. You got to go at Kansas City, at Green Bay. The Chargers and, really at, at. Right, at Green Bay, December 19th. I mean, it's, that's it's gonna be really cold. like – is that even like if this Rams team had to go to the Packers next week? Like, what? How would you even come up with a a score prediction that didn't feel very uh, negative? You know, it's like at this very moment, I cannot see the Rams um, scoring twenty points in Lambeau on on a Sunday night game, December nineteenth. It's going to be cold Monday. out there. Uh, Monday night. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a cold, cold game. I would imagine being December in Lambeau, nighttime. The sun's already gonna be down. Yeah, it's. Woo, Kenneth is looking a little rough, but I'm what I'm gonna say is it's still only five games. Am I lying to myself or am I lying to everyone else? It's it's only it's only five games. It's like it's only five games. That's like, but it still feels like if we had said at the end of the Rams three game losing streak last year, you know, hey, it's only three games. How you know, like it's like, yeah, it's only three games, but this is now five games, you know. So it's like, right. what if the three games had been five games? Even though the Rams did win two of the five games, it's like that those they don't offer a lot of uh optimism i think you know thinking looking to the future of uh how do the rams even if i if i listed the six easiest teams left on the schedule it's not like the rams are looking like a team that's going to go six and oh against those teams you know not right now not right now so it's like maybe four and two if i were to give the six hard the six easiest teams and then if you take uh the uh you know the other six uh i mean 
maybe it, you would think at best maybe two and four. And again, that leaves you with eight and nine or seven and 10 to, to think about how the Rams could play this poorly against the Cowboys and 49ers and then cobble together wins down late in the line at Arrowhead at Lambeau uh, against uh, the Chargers who, who seem to be like heating up a little bit. I don't even, you know, it, it, it really starts to just feel like the Rams are beatable, I guess, is just the way that it feels, you know, after winning eight of the last nine last season, it's like, oh, now the Rams are kind of just a coin toss going into any matchup, it seems like. Right. And it's Bills, we scored 10. 49ers, we scored nine. Cowboys, we scored 10. We got to score more than 10 points. Yeah. We got, we got, I mean, look. We can joke all, all all we want to about how we used to put up points or put up points last year. We've got to put up more than 10. These are all of the scores in the Rams' last three games. Cooper Cup, a 20-yard rushing touchdown against the Cardinals. Cam Akers had a rushing touchdown against the Cardinals. Cooper Cup had today's 75-yard touchdown uh Matt Gay has had six field goals that's the last three games six field goals two two touchdowns by Cooper Cup one of them is on a run one touchdown through the air this is a team that has the reigning offensive player of the year and spent all the money on Allen Robinson drafted uh a player in the second round drafted you know have has has invested all these resources. I mean, they don't have it. They they've every single swing at a tight end has missed. <laughs> you know, it really is kind of like it's it's like kind of remarkable. You know, just how how high the Rams made the expectations going into the year because now you look at the offense and it's like, well, what is Van Jefferson going to save the Rams? Um, is Andrew Whitworth going to come out of retirement and save the Rams? It's like, it really is kind of just um, stunning, you know, that the only time that the Rams had any offense going was uh, that short spurt against the Atlanta Falcons. And since then uh, almost nothing has happened and running game, you know, uh, again, sort of like blaming the defense. It's like, uh, well, I don't really want to blame running backs, but it's bad. There's just nothing going on. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just bad. bad, dude. I, I I dropped Cam Akers the other week. I had Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. I said, hey, I've been watching these guys play. I've seen the offensive line. I dropped both of them. I said, hey, y'all go ahead and have them. Y'all go yeah. ahead and have them. <laughs> I, yeah. I would never be able to just like in in fantasy. I wouldn't be able to start them with any trust in real life. I I I don't trust the Rams offense right now uh, a big part of that is the injuries but I'm not going to sit here and say that our record would be a hundred percent different you know at full strength our offensive line didn't do well against Buffalo so yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say that at full strength we win today I'm not going to say no, no, I mean, I, I, because again, it's like the Rams just lost to a team that lost their Hall of Fame level left tackle 
at the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. They traded their number one wide receiver uh, prior to CeeDee Lamb probably becoming the number one receiver, but still. And, And then they lost their quarterback in week one. They've won four straight games against the Bengals, who went to the Super Bowl, of course. Mm-hmm. Against the Giants, it's their only loss of the season. And against the Commanders, who is a – they are a bad team. Uh, and now against the Rams, you know. So it's like the Cowboys – does that mean Mike McCarthy is a better head coach than Sean McVay? I oh, mean, whoa. No. No, no. <laughs> no. But what I will say about the Cowboys is this is kind of – they just use the Rams as a, a defining win in kind of confirming, hey, we're good. We're four and one. We we beat both teams that were in the Super Bowl. We yeah. we did that. We gave the Giants their only loss. Like, and just like you said, the the Commanders are bad. But you said earlier that you, you don't think you're buying the Cowboys as a four and one team or the Giants as a four and one team. I'm kind of a believer regardless of how you got that record, you are what your record says you are. So those teams are legitimately four and one. So now we're, we're looking at, we can't even play tiebreaker with, we can't play tiebreaker with the Cowboys. Um, We're going to have to do it within the division. Yeah. Um, And I don't know, like, so we're going to have to at minimum, have to split with the 49ers. We're going to have to sweep the Cardinals or the Seahawks. And you know, that's another one is that the 49ers, they're rolling and they feel that way at least. They're three and two. So it's just a very short, but it's you know, it's, but it's, it's like convincing though. They came back with Jimmy Garoppolo, the one guy that said everyone said, you know, was gotta go. And then Trey Lance gets hurt, and it's you know, so it's like they don't have Matthew Stafford at quarterback. They're paying their quarterback like $8 million because they got him to take a pay cut. The, the Rams gave Stafford, you know, a, a, a raise. And then the 49ers, they lose their uh, the starting running back. They expected to be their big starting running back. And Elijah Mitchell, they lose Trent Williams, you know. And it's like, it's interesting just how other teams managed to put together offensive game plans um, with Jimmy Garoppolo or Cooper Rush, and it wasn't like Cooper Rush had a good game, good good game or whatever. Uh, but how is how is Shanahan and McCarthy able to you know get their teams looking respectable after all these injuries? But the Rams they went into the season with Joseph Nopum as the left tackle. They went into the season as Allen Robinson as the number two receiver, who all through training camp people were saying he's like a number one. He's it's like having two number ones. You know, it's like. These 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 were the the Rams' plans. Cam Akers is back there. Daryl Henderson is back there. You know, so for anybody out there that's like talking about the injuries on offense, it's like I don't know if you can really say that the Rams were a house of cards built on Holman, Shelton, and Brian Allen. You know, it's like it has to be some bigger issue going on than. It, then it's it's Brian Allen, Coleman Shelton, and Van Jefferson. You know, it's like this was so close to what the Rams wanted to be, and and it just looks really um, mediocre. I mean, we're not talking about a team that's going to be 17th in scoring when we wake up tomorrow. The Rams are like 30th or 31st in scoring. Uh, that's that's pretty remarkable, Chris. Yeah, it's 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 a stark 
difference than what we saw last game uh, last year. But you know, I, in in the most simplest terms, when you're hungry and you eat, you're, <laughs> you're full. We ate last year. We we ate. We won the Super Bowl. So yeah, that that internal drive within each player and within the team as a collective just may not be there right now. Yeah, like, like we right. had we had to win the Super Bowl last year. Could you imagine the 49ers be playing in SoFi in the stu- in, in that stadium having the in one of those end zones red? We had to win the Super Bowl last year. This year, uh, look, man, I'm just trying to win a game. No, you're right. I mean, that's very uh, true, especially trading the two first round picks for Matthew Stafford, making those moves for Miller and OBJ, really pushed hard to like come out with a championship. And so at least there's that, at least there's that. And then there's still a chance and a hope for this season. So the Rams do fall to two and three. And uh, they just got to regroup. And like I said, beat the Panthers. It's a can't-lose game. Uh, final thought, Chris? Hey, man, we got to get that dub uh, against the Panthers. Yeah, got to get to 500, make the bye week, and then uh, see what happens uh, in the next game against the 49ers. Because then that game, if it's a win, becomes a very important win. That's it for Turf Showtimes, the instant reaction podcast.